What's up, RPG fans? Welcome to episode 28 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined, as always, by the voice of the people, Gia. The voice of the people, and also maybe ambassador of Titletown. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Great. Now, now it's official. Now it's official. And tonight we are joined by special guest. You know him from Discord and the website switchrpg.com. It is Meatball Sub. What's up? How's it going, guys? So nice to finally see your face uh, attached to the name of so many well-written articles. It's so nice to have you on. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Nice. Yeah, if you frequent the website switchrpg.com, then you know that Meatball Sub is the writing machine over there, putting out a lot of great stuff. So, good to have you on, ladies and gentlemen. If this is your first time listening to the show, first off, welcome. And second off, this is the official show from switchrpg.com that brings you all the exciting news, upcoming game releases, and the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. This week, we got a lot of stuff, a lot of upcoming games on the Switch. We've also got a lot of questions, most questions we've had in a while, and a really good side quest for you. Let's jump right into the news with a game announcement coming to you from Jamatsu. Gamatsu. Never know what that's supposed to be called. It's like the GIF GIF thing, you know? That's okay. That's right. It's interchangeable. Yes. And by interchangeable, we mean it's only referred to as GIF. Anyway, from (laughs) Jamazi.com, the recent vampire-centric action RPG from Don't Nod Entertainment is coming to the Nintendo Switch and uh, we've got a little quote here. In Q3, the group will continue to maximize the potential of the Vampire license. After the game's impressive success on PC, Xbox One, and PS4, it will be Nintendo Switch's turn to welcome the Don't Nod title to reach an even, even, even wider audience. So once again, we see another big game coming over to the Switch. A little late, but better late That's than okay. never, right? Yeah, that... That's definitely okay, and to have a good and it's a Western RPG, so it's nice to have something a little bit different getting ported over like this. So mm-hmm. I never had the opportunity to play it. Um, I mean, this this could could be it. It did interest me at the time it came out. It it still does. So um, I don't know. This this might be on my my radar for sure. Yeah, I'm curious to see how it actually runs. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's like a super resource intensive game, but um, I'm I'm very curious about that side of things. Yeah, but, um, yeah, pretty excited about that. Yeah, I know performance and optimization is always the big question when we talk games on the Switch. Uh, when it comes to, am I? interested in this well let me tell you what one of my favorite ways to play skyrim is to first go get bitten by by a vampire and play as a vampire so here we go here's just a game about it you go vampire huh i do i I do 
that was always like a challenge for me um if i wanted to go vampire i felt like that was always a little more difficult like if i went lycanthropy that was a little bit better i thought it was anyways yeah, i i don't know i i've just i don't know i've always i've always liked vampires so yeah i mean it's a little bit handicapping but yeah, i didn't right. mind it i didn't mind it especially you know on stage four, you're all powerful. Don't go in the sun. Let me tell you what. One of my favorite moments playing uh playing Oblivion for the very first time was contracting uh was contracting the disease without realizing it. And oh. I thought my game was bugged because I kept <laughs> automatically dying whenever I walked in outside. And I was just right. like, I am I'm completely screwed, I'm bugged. And now it's because I had contracted vampirism. Oh boy. That's that well, was I mean, that, that was like this is a great game. Yeah. Tough break. Speaking of Bethesda guys, moving on, we got nintendoeverything.com saying that Bethesda is always considering Switch when it comes to their games. In fact, Wolfenstein should be coming to the system next soon. Whatnot. Now we've known Bethesda has been a pretty good supporter of the Switch ever since the launch when the Switch launched with Skyrim. And since then, we've gotten other stuff from them, uh, such as Doom, right? And right. Uh, so now it looks like Wolfenstein's coming over. Uh, what are some other maybe RPGs that you guys want? I know that there's one glaring one. Yeah, Fallout. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. any of them uh three new vegas i don't know maybe the switch could handle four um i don't see 76 getting on there because it relies so much on on multiplayer and and you know, all that stuff but yeah we're missing we're missing fallout for sure yeah i i think they actually ruled out 76 already but i would definitely love to see new vegas or mm -hmm. or three or even four if it could run it i would love that yeah I mean, how it's been a while since I played four. I mean, how much more resource intensive was four than Skyrim? I know it was a well, few years later. Yeah, I mean, four is not on the Xbox 360, right? It's just on the Xbox One and PS4. I don't think it ever made it on those other consoles. I'm not so. sure. Yeah, so I mean, in in my head, if it only was released on something like a PS4. I don't think there's an or an Xbox one. I don't think there's any chance it can really run well on a Nintendo switch. So for example, the fallout three in new Vegas, those games were initially released on a 360 and the PS three. I think those could easily run on a Nintendo switch. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where my head is at. Yeah, I guess it depends on, it's, it's a little weird how things go. Cause it seems like, sometimes the further back you go then the engine doesn't really play well with right with the system so but yeah you bring all the fallout that's what i gotta say all the fallout all the fallout yeah and the, the map for fallout 4 is ginormous it's for freaking huge so it would be nice it would be nice to have far on there and yeah but you would go ahead go sorry ahead. go ahead no no you uh, go ahead you would you would think that, I mean, uh, I didn't realize it, but they already have Wolfenstein 2 on there, right? On Switch. Right, yep, yep, yep. So, okay. I mean, they could bring a game like that, you know, obviously not open world, but it's pretty graphic intensive and stuff. So, you would think if they could bring something like that, that they could probably figure out a way to make Fallout 4 work. Sure, yeah, you're right. I didn't I didn't think of that. You're right. Um, and actually, this is for Wolfenstein Youngblood. 
And okay. I, and I do remember, I, I want to say this was like, it was listed somewhere and then it was delisted. Like it was like a, an accident. Is that, am I reading that wrong? Uh, or, or did I read that somewhere? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I read it in the article. Um, uh, yeah, Fallout 76 isn't happening on the Switch, Heinz said that the next Wolfenstein game is coming to the console. It's unclear if he was referring to Wolfenstein Youngblood, which was listed at GameStop right. before they pulled oh, it later. Okay. Um, so it, it was listed there, so maybe they were a little premature. I, I mean, it seemed really early to do so, but who knows? Bethesda, like you said, is a major, major supporter of the Switch, so it's certainly a possibility that Wolfenstein could be on the Switch as well. And since we're listing off the Bethesda releases on Switch, let's not forget that that big, big game, Fallout Shelter, right? <laughs> it's on there. It's on that there. That massive release, it is Fallout Shelter. At some, it. point, at some point, it'll probably also get that uh, Elder Scrolls Blades. Oh, dude, don't, I would love that. Don't count that one out either. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. And and what's don't they have like a card game that's out or coming out? Oh yeah, uh, Legends was it? Is it Legends? There you go. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, we're seeing a lot of mobile um, ports coming over, so it's a possibility for sure. All right, uh, we got a really interesting one now. Uh, we we touched on level five last week, guys, yep. when we we're talking about uh, the previously canceled horror RPG that was initially supposed to be coming out on PSP. They have mentioned that it is coming on Switch now, but that's not all Level 5's got coming. We still now know of a quote-unquote ace in the hole um, Mm -hmm. that hasn't been announced yet. And um, Siliconera.com has an article here. You guys need to go read it. Search Sil- Silicon Era Level 5. Um, and they're talking to the president. And he mentions that the reason that the game hasn't necessarily been announced yet is because of our previously, we, we covered the fact that Yokai Watch 4 and their other game, Inazuma 11 Airs, however that's supposed to be said, <laughs> both of those are going to be delayed. So they yep. felt like it was it was going to be a quote unquote disservice to the fans to then hype up these other games whenever they just delayed some yada yada yada. So anyway, I'm going to read this little this little snippet here because this is really interesting. Who knows if it's just PR speak? But I'd like to right. get both of you guys' opinion on this. So uh, this is quoting from the Silicon Era article. Apart from this. Hino also wants to make an online-oriented game with elements that have never been seen before, especially as somebody who is very into online games. He discussed the merits and rise of asynchronous online games as seen in recent releases such as Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which he finds deeply interesting. Hino raises the point that there are many moment-to-moment experiences that he wouldn't have experienced if it weren't for online games like Ultima Online, and he believes this is one of the reasons people get hooked to them. His experiences with online games have not only influenced Level 5's multimedia project games, but this is also why he wants to make a surprisingly online-focused game as the company's 20th anniversary game. He ended off by asking people to look forward to the announcement. 
So something we've never seen before in online games, what could we be looking at here? Go ahead, Meatball. What do you, what do you got? What are we looking at? I, I have no clue. Is this the same company that does uh, the Nino Cooney series? I could be I could be totally pulling that out of let's see. Da, da, da. You you had to do that. You had to do that. <laughs> I don't people people are screaming at me right now. It is level five, yes. Nino Cooney. Yes. I mean that's all that's all that I know them for, really. I know they had that uh really popular three DS game, the Fantasy Life and uh but I mean, other than that, just basing my experience off of those two IPs, I I have no clue what they could possibly be doing, especially with an online game. Like I just, I I have no clue. Yeah, and then well, you certainly do have the PR speak, like you were saying, where it's something you've never seen before. Like, come on, like we've seen everything, right? No, maybe or not. Or have we? Yeah, right. So uh, maybe maybe they're looking into some sort of MMO. Um, I mean, they, they're again, they're supporters of the Switch. So who knows? Well, and I think uh, what's I think what's important is throwing around the term MMO in 2018 feels so much different than it did, say, in 2000, you know, 2003, 2004, because yep. I feel like it's hard to find games that aren't on like have some sort of online incorporated with them which in a way sort of makes them multi you know massively multiplayer um now and i know that you know there is like the actual specific genre mmo with quests and blah 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 persistent world you know but i mean there are so many games now in 2018 that really stretch that definition anyway so Destiny. i mean i definitely yeah exactly exactly so i definitely think that we could see some sort of massively multiplayer game but it doesn't necessarily have to look like a world of warcraft or a final fantasy right. 15 it could be action combat it could be you know uh, on a i don't know a nino kuni engine but have some sort of massive massively multiplayer online component now I'm not I I haven't picked up Assassin's Creed Odyssey so I'm not sure what he's talking about when it comes to like asynchronous multiplayer. I don't really understand what that means. So Yeah, I don't know if that's like drop in, drop out type of deal. Um maybe, maybe that's uh, what he's talking about. Um So you can like you, know, just, you can drop into a friend's version of the world. Right. Right. I'm not sure if that's what he's talking about, but I mean that that's a possibility. I mean if you consider that multi Player. I mean, I don't. I consider something like that more co-op. Um, yeah. But you know, maybe maybe that's what he's referring to. Is uh, more of a drop-in, drop-out. Dark Souls kind of kind of does that as well. Yeah. And I don't consider Dark Souls an MMO whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, but he I mean, they keep using that term online, which does make you feel like it's something like persistent with everyone sort of connected sure. together. So. Right. Anyway, there you go. Hmm. Teases from level five. Mm -hmm. They're full of them. <laughs> All right. Now we got a rumor coming from Nintendo's soup that Diablo three could be announcing Amiibo. Uh, this is right up my alley. I have every single Amiibo ever released. 
Now I, I have as like... many. I have as many amiibo as I've caught Pokemon. I think you're making fun of me. Well, and, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm not going to hold it against you. Um, I am all over this, and it's actually that was an older article. It's actually been um, I I want to say confirmed um, that we are indeed getting a treasure goblin amiibo, um, and especially because there's a direct coming tomorrow with a live treehouse event following that. So it's a Smash Brothers direct coming tomorrow. Uh, was that the first? Yeah, the first. And and yeah, as well so people as the, listening to this, it'll be yesterday. Yeah, so um, there's also going to be a treehouse event with Diablo, uh, also with Pokemon, Yoshi, and more Smash. I'm already over the Smash hype. I, I mean, it's been too much <laughs> for me, um, but I have a feeling that that's when it's going to uh, be announced. Um, and also, there has there was someone in our Discord group that works for GameStop. He's a GameStop manager, and he said, yeah, it's coming. I saw it with my own eyes at the manager's conference. So so unless he's a bold-faced liar. I will call him out if he's a bold-faced <laughs> liar. Um, now, I, I, think, I think it's definitely coming because I actually checked on this uh, in the re- review copy that I have, and there's a Amiibo mechanic already there. So, okay. I mean, it's, it, it's pretty much going to happen for sure. Yeah. We so, call that we call that a meatball scoop. Meatball scoop. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I like that. that sound, sound <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. I was. I had to have a little jab at Geo for the amiibo inclusion here. Yeah, I had to do it. I mean, but it, it's cool. I, I think actually, what it's going to add. Um. Again, there. This all sorts of speculation. It's going to add like a. Um, um. It's. It can either add like a big monster where you have to kill it and you get some good loot or it actually it brings you to a different realm i think or, or something to that yes. effect. The, um, so, sorry the, that's the okay. thing the thing that i saw was it basically opens a portal yeah, there you go you but you can't internet without the amiibo so um not exactly sure what they're going to use with it but that's how it appears that it's going to work yeah hmm. so there you go there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, if you thought that we were done with rumors, I got something else for you here. What well, we don't do rumors. I told we, you. We established in like episode four that we don't do rumors, and then yet the last like month, Gio's been giving me rumor after rumor. <laughs> He's supposed to be the professional video game journalist that doesn't subscribe to rumors, but anyway. You, you know, I confirm rumors is what I do. I confirm <laughs> their existence and i confirm that they are indeed reality he manifests their existence that's what happens (laughs) the moment he talks about them they become real all right uh he's really wanting this one to be real i can tell you that right now from mmorpg.com let's go ahead and cue that sweet divinity original sin 2 soundtrack that's hear that it's right there and it's right there below my my voice this is this is a this is what I call like the one of the biggest rubber band stories that the Switch RPG podcast has ever ever created. Why rubber band? Because it's such a stretch. What? So Divinity Original Sin Two is coming to Mac, and it has crossplay with PC. So what we are surmising is that when this game possibly comes to Switch, it could possibly, for Geo's sake, have crossplay now it's possible that geo could actually just get this done for everyone 
He could because <laughs> he has such influence with this game. He could just get this done. Number one. Number one. I'm holding up my finger here. Number one. I don't like your tone. Okay. <laughs> Number two. This would be freaking awesome. Imagine oh yeah, it would be awesome. It yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> crossplay with everyone. I mean, Nintendo's. You know, Nintendo wants to play with everyone. Crossplay with Xbox, PC, Mac. Not PS4. Uh, we don't play with <laughs> PS4. Uh, but imagine that. That would be that would be phenomenal. That would be, again. This would be on my wish list for sure. For sure. But you'd still have to use the wonderful app to do voice chat. So I quit. I quit. If that's the, if that's the positive, <laughs> if that's the one thing I have to do, I quit. Guys, I think I actually, Meatball, when you said that, I think I may have actually figured out why they went app and not anything native because they knew that they were going to be doing so much cross-play that people were not going to be able to communicate with each other anyway because they were on different consoles. So why even why even program a native app? There it is. Makes sense. Nintendo wants cross-play with everyone because they want more than 20 people online at a time. Uh, that's terrible uh, look okay look for the record wow. i am i am once again just just you were on the dark here. side you're, so where are you i i'm obviously a huge fan of crossplay, and if this does come to switch then i do hope that it has crossplay because i do want everyone to be able to play nice play nicely together thank you so um all right uh question meatball did did you play mercenary saga i did did you review it for the site I, I did. Okay, well then, this next story is for you coming from Nintendo Live. We've got Circle Entertainment confirming that uh, upcoming tactical RPG Mercenaries Wings the False Phoenix will launch on Nintendo Switch on the 8th of November. Are you excited about this game? Or Yes. Um, I'm actually not going to be the one reviewing it, but I'm definitely going to play it. Um, I mean, it's right up my alley with the uh, Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Tactics type gameplay. Um, I love that stuff. I'm hoping this one's a little bit better than the than the other package. Um, it wasn't terrible, especially for the price, but um, it was just kind of okay. Um, but I'm hoping that they kind of improve it with this one. Uh, so for anyone curious about Mercenaries Wings and if they have to play Mercenary Saga, they confirm that you don't. It is, while set sort of in the same universe, same world, it is a separate story. Uh, so you can play this as a standalone title. It has also been confirmed that you get a discount for pre-orders, uh, discounting at 10%. Uh, it was already a fairly inexpensive title to begin with at 12.99 US dollars. So that will uh, bring it down to 11.69 US dollars and uh, then for all of the other currencies out there, you'll also get that 10% discount. How how long was the fir- the Mercenary Saga? Was it a fairly long game or Uh well, it's actually three games in one. Okay. It's oh, like okay. A, it's like a package. So I mean, there's tons of content and uh, I actually didn't finish the last two, but I mean, you're probably looking at, I would say easily 20 to 30 hours per game, Okay, um, well. but it, and maybe longer, um, just depending on how you play. But I mean, it's a lot of value for the price for sure. Okay. Um, it's just, again, it's just not as polished as, uh, most people would like, but I mean, for the price, it's, it's a good deal. 
You're, sorry, okay, and, and, okay. <laughs> and and just to oh. confirm on video, is that a cat? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I thought that was your microphone for the longest time, and I was like, oh my god, his microphone's moving. <laughs> that, yeah, that made, made my night. Time, so That's I'm okay. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, Geo's got his his favorite pet Mario back in the background there. So. I'm oh yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, uh, talking about another release. Uh, the, uh, well, I almost, I almost spoiled what the article was about. So anyway, we got another release coming soon, is what I'll say. Uh, but uh, Sega's Fantasy Star, um, one of the Sega Ages releases. If you've been following this game, if you've been waiting for this game in the West, it has been sort of a roller coaster of emotions uh, because it was originally going to release uh, back in oh God when September. The, September. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So now we're at the end of October. Uh, then we got news that it was going to be October thirty first, but not in the West. Then we found out that it wasn't going to be in the West because today come come and gone. It's not here. But now we've got confirmation today that it will be releasing in the West in the eShop on November 15th. So you can finally, uh, if you would like to play the original Fantasy Star on a modern console, you can pick that up on the eShop in just a couple weeks. So there you go. Not not a game for me. Not a game for me. And I, I mean, I know that a lot of people like it, but it's just, I don't know, not for me. Maybe it's because it's Sega is attached to it, and I'm just I have that fanboyism still from you know way back in the day. I yeah, can't I can't tell it. at all by your t-shirt or anything. No, no, nope. no. <laughs> look at the the the, t- the t-shirt, the uh, the background. Wow. What can I say? I'm a Nintendo Nintendo through and through, Nintendo fan. Sorry. That came to you from RPG site. This also comes to you from RPG site. We're talking about another game coming to the West. This one's this one's this one's cool because um, a lot of people like Dragon Quest Builders. Dragon Quest Builders Two, we've known about its existence for a while, but we did not know if it was actually coming to the West. But we actually do have confirmation for the first time, thanks to Nintendo's second quarter earnings release. Uh, and we, we do have confirmation that the game will be localized in the West, according to the report in 2019. So um, now, Meeball, you played Dragon Quest Builders and you enjoyed it, right? So are you excited about yeah. Dragon Quest Builders too? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was probably my biggest surprise for the year. Um, right. I mean, I know it's 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 released on other consoles, but I didn't play it until it came to the switch but yeah i'm i'm absolutely gonna gonna get this and this in the second game adds uh multiplayer functionality so yes that's exciting that's what i'm really yep. excited about so the first one didn't have multiplayer i thought i thought it did but it didn't. <clears throat> no no did it have no. on a uh, local multiplayer at all uh if it did i didn't experience okay. it. I, I, okay. I, I don't I don't think it did. I think that was one of the 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 big draws to this game. I could okay. be wrong there. I don't think it did though. Yeah, yeah. I mean I I only played the demo and the demo was pretty good, so um I, I didn't have much experience with it, but you enjoyed it, so that's all I need. That's all I need. Yeah, you'll 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 be playing this one with your son. At least, right? Um right now he is uh he is all over Mario Party so maybe maybe it's a possibility but Mario Party is where it's at right now. How is that? 
I love it. <laughs> a little off topic. That's okay. Um, I I enjoy it. I like playing it with him. He he's having a good time with it. Um, it's it's definitely. I mean, I don't see a lot of people talking about it for some reason. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a good game. It's a good party game. Um, again, he likes it. So what? He's five years old. So I mean, someone from at five years old can certainly certainly play it. Adults can play it. My wife actually plays it. So I mean. It's just a good overall. It's a fun game, it's, it, and and I think it's something o- over time you could easily add more games to it. Um, so, like for example, what they've done with Mario Odyssey, they've supported that game and added content for a whole year. So it's a possibility that maybe they'll, they'll do the same thing with Mario Party. Yeah, because I mean, how long, you you can play that game for a while, and you'll be you'll you'll have already done a lot of the uh, mini games and everything. So you kind of need to freshen that up a little bit. So. Yeah, I, I hope they do that, but it is a good game. Deal. All right, that wraps up the news for this week. So, guys, let's talk about games we've been playing. Games we've been playing, Geo. Do you want to go first? I don't. Uh, let's get let's let the guest go first. Uh, sure. I, I don't. Let's let him go first. Yep. Well, pretty easy. I have been binge playing Diablo three on the Diablo. Switch. It's yeah. it's freaking fantastic. I mean, it's it's the same experience you have from the consoles or, you know, from PC, but you know, you can take it on the go anywhere. It's just it's super fun. Uh it runs really well. So yeah, I have been all up in that for the past, you know, half a week. So yeah. that's that's pretty much all I've been playing nonstop. Yeah, and you played on the PC originally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and you know from playing on the PC to playing with a controller, that transition was okay. Uh, the menus took a little getting used to, but mm-hmm. it it wasn't as bad as I thought. But yeah, initially it was kind of kind of shocking to yeah. go from the two extremes. But uh, no, I mean I I have very little to complain about the the switch port for sure okay and you also did a review on the site you gave it a great score so yes. a must, a must yes. play um yep. and and i'm gonna have to agree with you because i'm also playing it as well um for the youtube uh division uh of switch rpg i am also uh playing it and i i can't agree more it, it's it's a phenomenal game um i haven't experienced many if at all any issues uh, mm-hmm. With it, I mean, some of the uh, the movie sequences have they 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 look off to me. Um, but I actually did play a little bit in handheld, and I was really surprised as to how well it ran uh, handheld. Yeah, um, it runs it runs perfectly smooth. It's 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 really good. Yeah, um, the the seven twenty p seems a li- in handheld seems a little bit blurry at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you noticed that or not, but I mean, as far as running. Uh, you know, frames per second, it it runs great. Yep, I, I totally agree. Um, I I have also been playing a game called uh, Transistor. Uh, they're they're making makers of uh, I believe it's Bastion. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, Super giant yeah. game. So I've been doing that. Let's play. I've been playing that. I've also been playing uh, Red Dead. Um, try nice. actually, I'm trying to play it because I'm, I'm playing so many so many games right now i'm playing the count the council still i'm playing red dead i'm playing way too much um but i'm enjoying it all and um 
so yeah red dead is phenomenal it l- looks beautiful i mean all the stuff you're hearing about it it's it's all it's all good it's so i mean it's a fantastic game um i mean there are some moments in the game for example when you're looting um that's i think one of the biggest drawbacks for me when you're say for example looting a body or looting a a, a drawers chest of drawers it goes through the full sequence of you getting down and opening the drawer opening a cabinet it just takes a long time uh, to do things like that. And it kind of breaks away from the pace a little bit. Uh, but, you know, good game. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I've been playing. Phil, you, what about you? Well, I finished up Dragon Age Origins once again. Oh, First time in, in in a few years. So, had a lot of fun with that. Talked about that last week. Don't have to rehash that. So, what have I been playing? Remember, I can't play my Switch at the moment. So, went on. Dragon Age Inquisition. I've actually never finished Dragon Age Inquisition, so I was like, you know what? Let me go back and play it. Now, I enjoyed what I played of Inquisition. I've put about 50 hours in over sort of the lifetime of the game, and I've enjoyed it. But I've got to tell you guys, for some reason, it really clicked this time around. I'm really, really, really liking it. Um, I've always kind of criticized it for its uh, for the open world, but I think that's just because I was sort of stuck into the like Dragon Age has to look like this mindset, and I've just kind of embraced it and said, you know what, let me just take it for what it is. And man, the characters are really good in my opinion, and the world just feels as alive as ever. And I am really, really liking Inquisition so far. Now I played I played a little bit of Inquisition as well. I mean, you got it right with the characters, um, the story. I gotta disagree though with the the world itself. It's just too. It feels like it's open world for the sake of being open world. It's, it feels it feels empty to me. Uh and I hate to break your heart, but that's well. Hard. But I mean, I feel like you could say I feel like you could say that Breath of the Wild is really empty. Uh, but it was one of my favorite don't don't open worlds of all time. I mean, if you if you look at it, Breath of the Wild does no, not have right. yeah, no, it does right. not have a lot going on in it, but it's still mm-hmm. one of my favorite open world experiences. So I mean, I get what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I still think it's I still think that what Bioware has done is they took what they did really well with like environmental storytelling in the 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 smaller origins. And they've applied that to a wider space uh, because everywhere you go, there's some story being told, whether that's through like a codex entry or a letter or just the, like the way that a literal dead body is like positioned on the ground. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, there's not a lot of interconnecting things. The 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 spaces do sort of seem isolated, uh, which is a little disappointing, but I'm liking it. Now, Meatball, didn't you play it semi-recently and you said that you found... It a lot more enjoyable yes i did but i what what y'all were saying kind of makes sense and i felt for me at least it stemmed a lot from the quest structure um just kind of felt on the mmo side of things um not okay. necessarily like kill quest and stuff but just kind of like your generic stuff to do uh, you know little substance involved um that was that was probably my biggest issue, but I mean overall, I I really enjoyed the game. Um, 
for the for the sake of since I've brought up Breath of the Wild, and don't don't think that I'm necessarily comparing the two, uh, because I mean Breath of the Wild is one of the like truest open world experiences I've ever experienced. Like the amount of freedom that you have is far and above what Inquisition does. But I will say on the standpoint of like rewarding you for everywhere you go, whether that is through like an actual like physical reward or some sort of like lore tidbit, I feel like Inquisition is sort of right there with Breath of the Wild and that like every mountain you you know you get to the top of, there's something there. Um and every like for for example, I was I was uh, adventuring in the Storm Coast, and I had never gone into this. It wasn't even a cave on the map, but it was just this little overhang into this little um, this little alcove, and it wasn't storming anymore. And there was a little letter there with like a corpse, and it was just a really interesting like it told sort of the story of, of those people like finding that cave. And I was just like, okay, well that was really interesting. There wasn't necessarily like a, a huge sword in here for me to get, but like it told a story for the, for that area that felt very sort of breath of the wild for me. Cause I, I get rewarded for like everywhere I go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that game and I know it does get a lot of flack for, for whatever reason, but I did enjoy the game, but I did find that, for example, if I was just uh, traversing, maybe it was during a quest line, or if I was just trying to get from one place to another, it just felt like I was there was just nothing around, and and maybe maybe just that I haven't played it in a while, and I'm just mi- misremembering, but that's the well, what I. Go ahead. Here, here's here, here's what I would here's what I would say to you. I think that you are actually fighting a really uphill battle, and I'd be really interested to to hear from people who played Inquisition. Like first, like that was their first entry to the series. Because I mean, you didn't that play the other first, two, exactly. No, so, that was the first one. Yeah, so I would love to hear from someone who played Inquisition first and just like fell in love with the game because I feel like it is not the most accessible world to get into. Uh, because even though like it's not continuing the plot, it's continuing the plot. I mean, there is so yeah. much backstory with characters with areas with organizations there is so much at this point going into inquisition completely blind i cannot imagine being that 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 person and loving it so like i completely understand why you may even be feeling a disconnect with the open world simply because you're feeling a disconnect with the narrative with the characters with the history of the series Mm -hmm. um and so like I, i completely understand if that's your first game you don't like it that makes a lot of sense to me because it is so, to me, it is so dependent on everything else. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, like I said, I actually, it's not that I disliked it. It's just, mm-hmm. I felt like, it, you know, it, it lacked something in, in the world. That's, that's all. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's head over to uh, switchrpg.com to check the game releases. Now, Geo teased that this was a really good week for releases. He teased that last week. Like I say, there, there are pretty good titles releasing this week. Uh, from October 30th, so when you're listening to this, it's been a couple days, uh, Steven, Universe, or Steven Universe Saved the Light released. Uh, also on the 30th, OK, KO, Let's Play Heroes released. And at this point, you're thinking, Geo, what the heck are you talking about? Good games being released this week. Well, here you go. November 1st, we got Transistor coming. Geo, you've been pretty positive on, on Transistor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then November 2nd, 
We've got Meatball Sub praising Diablo 3 Eternal Collection that's hitting on November 2nd. So those are two uh, pretty substantial releases right there this week. Yeah, for sure. Definitely good releases. And just to keep the tease game going, next week we've got some doozies too. Whoa! So check back next week for those releases. Yeah, don't don't look at the calendar. Yeah, or, yeah, don't yeah. don't go to Nintendo. <laughs> don't, don't go to Switch RPG. No, no, yeah. If you want to if you want to see what they are, go to SwitchRPG.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hear from you. Remember, we're all about community here at the Switch RPG podcast. So if you want to be part of the show, remember you can hit up that switchrpg.com slash podcast, fill out that question form, send it to us, or you can hit up hit us up in Discord. That's discord.switchrpg.com. This week we've got a slew of questions from one, I would say top five hall of fame listener paul nichols that's what we're mm-hmm. on hall of fame listener absolutely hall of fame listener um he he doesn't actually win anything um it's just in name only i guess we don't send him like a gold jacket or something we send him nothing okay but we love the questions we do love the question. We love getting things. He sends For us sure. stuff. We don't send him stuff. <laughs> we give him answers. That's good. That's it. Paul Nichols has a few questions here. We're going to go through. Great questions. First off, what is the best mini game in an RPG? There it is. What's the best game mini game in an RPG? I'm not saying his answer because it may be my answer. So one of you guys go. Go ahead, Meatball. Uh, what do you snowboard, got? Snowboarding in Final Fantasy VII. I mean, what what else is there? Oh, there's, okay. There's, Next uh, question. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably triple triad in Final Fantasy VIII, um, because I'm not a big card game player, but that particular game, and in Final Fantasy IX, it was pretty good too. But the Final Fantasy VIII version, I just, I I couldn't stop playing. I just, really? I loved it. Yeah. Nice. So that would be my pick. Yep. Okay. I mean. For for me, it's Gwent in Witcher Three. Oh, I knew that was coming. Yeah, well, how did you know? I I don't know how you would know that, but yeah, Gwent. I put a a stupid amount of time in Gwent. You in played Witcher a whole. 3. You played a whole another game in Gwent. I want to say it was like it was an achievement I was going for. Right? Okay, okay. So I was going for the achievement, and I just kept playing. I got the achievement, and I just kept playing. I just kept playing Gwent. I'm like, I am getting really good at this, and I just kept playing and playing. It just I loved it, and and they're actually they have their own kind of so it's their own thing now. Now they actually have a Gwent game, and I can play anytime I want to. It's it's mobile, right? I believe it is, anyways. And um, so now they're coming out with like a game called Thronebreaker or something that is sort of semi based on Gwent, but there's an actual game. Anyway, uh, mine would be shared with Paul Nichols. I was kind of angry that he he said this because this was this was this was going to be mine uh, because I played a whole other game in Blitzball. I, I put the amount of time in Blitzball as I would another RPG, um, yeah. but Blitzball from Final Fantasy X. You want to talk about like playing it enough to like you were stupid good? Uh, you can go around and recruit players. Yep. And you eventually get brother, and then the game's broken. So, <laughs> my brother and I, my my brother and I would would play hours and hours, tournament after tournament after tournament, and just win, 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 win. And that's that's all that mattered. 
was yeah. great. I, I put a decent amount of time in that as well, um, but probably not even close to what you did. It sounds like you put in days, I'm sure. I will never forgive the game, though, for forcing me to play with Waka instead of Titus in that final. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? Taking Destiny out of my own hands. Oh, no. Uh, what are you guys, next question, what are your guys' uh, gaming deal breakers? I mean, he, he answered the question, and he hit the nail right up for me, right on the head. Anything yeah. anything pay to win um, is a, is a no-go. Uh, so when you have, when you had your Star Wars Battlefront 2, your recent, no, that was, I mean, I it looked, it looked beautiful. It was definitely a game I was into, but that fiasco they went through, it was just, nope. Not not for me at all. Yeah. Miro, yeah, do you have any, anything else to add to that? I'm sorry, me? Did you say me? Uh, meatball, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I thought I thought you were talking to him. Um, I would definitely go with the pay to win too. Uh as somebody that's played a ton of MMOs, um, you know, that's probably the first thing I look at uh when I start one up. Um it's uh, surprisingly prevalent. Uh, you know, more and more every year. So you got to watch out for it. Yeah, you definitely see it in the free-to-play MMOs. I mean, that's it's, I feel like that's the only way they get through. But, I mean, Guild Wars just does it right. They, you know, you outright pay for the game, and any microtransactions are just simply cosmetic. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. there are some there are some XP boosters, I believe. Yeah, there um, are. But you don't, you don't need them at yeah, all. Yeah, it's convenient. It's convenient. Really, yeah. Uh, here's one f- uh, stutter. Frame rate drops. That's the that's that's the deal breaker for me. I oh. and I'm not trying to be like a 60 FPS snob or anything, but like when games chug, that's just really hard for me to get over. I I I I place. I would rather have great performance, and I've said this before. I'd rather have great performance and scale back the graphics. I have been known to. Uh, play games on my PC at a little bit lower graphics level so that it'd be silky smooth. That's just my thing. I'd, as soon as it drops below 30 and it gets into like the 20 range, just forget it, hang it up. I, I can't play. Yeah, I mean, essentially the game is a little broken, but for example, with Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you play yep. that handheld, it, it's, it can sometimes look like a mess, but I, I didn't mind it at all. I, I really didn't. I put so much time into that game. I just played played through it and i mean it was obviously noticeable but it didn't affect me one bit and it seemed like would that did that affect you when you played at all or it didn't make me stop it didn't make me stop playing it didn't make me stop playing but it was it was tough that and and look for anybody who's been listening to this podcast longer than like a week I periodically mention Xenoblade Chronicles 2 as like the pinnacle of please optimize your games for the platform that it was created on. Cause like, yeah. and I know that it was a big game, it was a big endeavor. I know that they were like handicapped as a studio because of Breath of the Wild, but like some of the performance issues in, in that game were really hard for me to look past because it was a Switch I mean, game. I mean, it was, it was essentially, uh, it was really new. Uh, to the switch yeah, uh, yeah and and i think optimization is only going to get better mm-hmm. and yeah. you know with the next iteration of xenoblade or any game for that matter it's it should continuously get better you know these i would think that these people are talking uh to each other so i don't know that 
if that game was to be le- released right now, I don't think you'd see that. And and I don't I haven't played Torna, and I don't know if you guys have played Torna, but I would think that that game, um, or I'm gonna call it a game because it essentially is its own game. I would say that that's probably optimized really well, and you're not gonna have those frame rate uh, frame rate drops or that anything that Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the main, the base game had. I, I would think that because it's a later addition or later, uh, yeah, later addition to that game, it's going to be better optimized. Yep. Next question. What franchises are insta-buy for you? Uh, Paul Nichols, for reference, put Elder Scrolls and Fallout. I mean, well. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, that that's going to be mine as well. Elder Scrolls more so necessarily than Fallout. Fallout Four was I, th- I th- well, I can't remember. I think I played Fallout Four. That was my first Fallout game. Was Fallout Four? Four. Yeah, really. And then I went back and played some of Three in New Vegas, but Fallout Four was my first. But Elder Scrolls is definitely insta buy, and I think you can guess the other. Uh, uh, a, a, a small time sort of indie game franchise from Bioware it's in a fantasy setting you never talk about it yeah okay <laughs> um, for me it's um, it is the same it's Elder Scrolls Fallout and it's even proven with the newest iteration of Fallout 76 it's not getting the best uh, reviews out there people are or uh uh, people aren't liking it or are enjoying it. It's not your typical Fallout experience. And I've said this before. I have every single collector's edition of the Fallout games. And I don't even know if I have the the, the collector's edition for Fallout 76 pre-ordered. I'm probably not even going to play the game, but I'm going to keep my pre-order. Just because it's, it's the Fallout... Um, you know the helmet fallout right? yeah and you get the helmet and again i might not even open it i don't even know um but again it's an instant buy for me it really is i mean i'm in love with the the lore i'm in love with all that stuff um but a new a new um newcomer would be xenoblade i mean if they were to put out another another game i'm in on it for sure uh, they they hit it out of the park with the first one they hit it out of the i think they did a really good job with x um although a lot of people don't really enjoy it too much but I, I do enjoy it. And Chronicles 2, forget it. It's it's off the charts. So uh, Monolith Soft would definitely be on the list for me. Yeah. Well, outside of those two, I would say uh, Mass Effect until Andromeda <laughs> happened. <laughs> there you um, go. Yep. So, yeah, that, that was a little disappointing. But other than that, I guess the longest running one would definitely have to be... Um, World of Warcraft, or, okay. or Warcraft, basically. I had Warcraft 3 and 2, but uh, even even when I haven't been subscribed to the game, I've bought every single expansion. Like, even if I hadn't played in a year, like, I would I would pre-order them most of the time. Like, it didn't, it didn't make any sense, but for whatever <laughs> reason, I just, I impulse buy, bought all of them. Um, yeah. So, and well, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even playing now, but uh, of course I have the new expansion too. So well, you got to support, you got to support them. I mean, they're not doing well. Some, you know, so you got to <laughs> yeah, support that, them. That's poor Blizzard. 
that's what they say. So, so for you, it seems like anything Blizzard related. So uh, did you do? So you got Diablo. You got you got the the Warcraft. Did you do Overwatch at all? Or are you not into those? I got I got Overwatch. I didn't get it day one. Um, I played it for a little while. I'm not really big on shooters. Um, okay. unless it's like an RPG, like, I mean, I, I like destiny. Um, but, uh, other than that, yeah, uh, I haven't played it much. Yeah. So you're a big blizzard supporter. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. You got, you, you got dragon age man over here. You got blizzard man <laughs> and I'm, I don't even know what I am, but I'll let you guys decide that. Cool. Um, I guess another one for me would be kingdom hearts. Okay. Yeah. Excited about, I've like, never played KH3. a kingdom hearts game. I think I, maybe I, maybe I should at some point. Oh, right? that's another yeah. game you want to talk about. Don't go in Kingdom Hearts three being your first, please, for the love. Okay. Of so everything. I have to go back to the beginning of time for that one. Yeah, which and like I've said before, it makes no sense that they're not putting the collection on Xbox. So go um, figure. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just I just saw somebody wrote a note in here under one of these questions, and I just saw it for the first time. Favorite source for game reviews. Um, somebody said switch RPG in, in, in the, in the document here. Um, but, uh, do you have like a website or like a YouTuber or a blogger or somebody that you trust most when it comes to game reviews and stuff? Um, obviously switch RPG.com. I mean, let's just move Specifically, on to the next question. uh, meatball sub. Switch RPG. <laughs> Sorry, you avoiding me? <laughs> Geo doesn't read anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know my reading comprehension is just a little low. That's okay. It's just a little bit above his writing comprehension, his writing ability. <laughs> so yeah, second grade. Yeah. So well, where do you guys go? Where do you guys go for your gaming uh, news? Uh, uh, go, go, go ahead. Okay. So uh, gaming news, real quick. Um, uh, kind of funny. Uh, for like my uh, gaming. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, entertainment um, curation. That's what I was going to say. Gaming curation. IGN for news. Um, I do like to keep up with uh, Kotaku. And I guess that's uh, I guess that's really a, sort of my, my gambit there. Okay. Um, I do more... Um, I mean, those, I do gen uh, generally... I do go to some websites like RP Gamer, RPG site, uh, MMORPG.com. Um, but most of my news actually comes from Twitter. So I, I'm, I follow a lot of these people and a lot of them, you know, they, they come out with these, these news and, and that's generally what I do. That's how I keep up. I don't usually go to a site. That's how I keep up with all my stuff is on Twitters. Twitters. Yeah. For me, um, I, if, if I'm going to look for a written review, I usually like to go to giant bomb. Um, okay. I like, I like those guys over there. Um, and for video reviews, I, um, I usually check out ACG. I don't know if you guys have heard, mm -hmm. heard of him, but probably the most complete and concise video reviews out there. Like the dude covers everything. Yeah. He's super intelligent, goes intimately into everything about the game. It's just, it's a really good he, he does a really good job. So that's usually the two places I go. He's the one who does wait or um, wait to buy, don't buy. Uh, yeah, that, yes. yeah, he's the guy who does it. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do go to him too. He's really good. Yeah. Um, one one that's sort of out, out of the way is a little bit um, off the radar. 
I followed him. I have followed him for years and years and years. He does uh, fewer reviews and he does what he calls ruminations, which, uh, which means he takes basically like an hour to talk super in depth on these things. Uh, his channel's name is lore runner. Um, he, he does that. And then he also, um, streams marathons of him playing and like talking about lore as he goes through the game. Um, so he's one of my, he's one of my favorites. So it's not necessarily news, but when it comes to like, who do I trust opinions of? He's very extremely intelligent, extremely thoughtful. And just, he, he sort of like inspired the way that I, I look at games. Cause I've, I've followed him for years and years and years. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's good too. Uh, his Final hey, Fantasy VI rumination is six hours long. So, oh my! I, I, I was just going to say I'm going to get a charger real quick. Otherwise, this is going to cut out. So y'all, y'all can go, carry go. on. But go, 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 go. All right, G O, G O. Okay, G O. Uh, you know, well, you know what time it is? Um, it's time for him to get a charger. <laughs> so, he- <laughs> Meatball had to go get a charger because he knew that it's time to pack our bags. He's like, I got to get a charger because the side quest is happening. And if I don't, then the phone's going to die. So oh, Gio, yep. cue the music. It's time for a side quest. Um, I, that's not me, dude. I don't cue the music. Cue. Okay. All right. Uh, here, there we go. Um, okay. This week's side quest is actually brought to you by Meatball Sub. Oh, he asks, if you have you to, it, you didn't write it down. That's what that's what this is for. Okay. <laughs> if you had to label only three Switch RPGs as essential buys, excluding Xenoblade Chronicles Two, I'm kidding. 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 You th- label three Switch RPGs as essential buys: a console exclusive, a port, and an indie title, port or not. What okay. would they be? I'll, I'll let him go first. Uh, he, he came up with it, so I'm assuming he has at least one in mind for each thing. So let's just go over uh, what, what was it? It was uh, indie, it was port, and uh, console, console exclusive. exclusive. Okay, so go ahead. We'll, yeah. we'll just do one at a time. So console exclusive, and we'll each give our uh, take on it. Okay. Uh, so mine for console exclusive is definitely Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, even though our resident gaming journalist doesn't believe it's an RPG, it's, and it's... I, you know, I can, <laughs> I can see both sides of the fence. But there's um, only one side of the fence. The, the, the <laughs> my fact, side. The fact that my non-gaming wife put 360 hours into this game. What? Like almost an hour per day for a whole year. year crazy crazy but i mean if she can get that much enjoyment out of it i mean that it's like a it's like a way to bridge the gap between people that maybe aren't used to rpgs um you know they can experience it a little bit with that um i just i i don't see how i could choose anything else okay oh well I think you guys know what I'm going to pick. So go go ahead, Phil. Well, uh, okay. So here's the other thing, though. Like, Pokemon's not out yet. So I need a list of, like, console-exclusive RPGs. Because, I mean, I'm thinking Breath of the Wild was mine. And I was like, well, that's not even an RPG. But, I mean, that's that's my answer. Because I know Geo is going to go Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which, I mean, 
is a, a is another obvious answer, but like sure. console exclusive. I'll tell you right now, um, uh, Mario plus Rabbids is actually a okay, really good. Yeah, but I, I didn't. Yeah, I, don't I, know I never played, played that one. It, I never, I never it played really that. is. It really is a good okay. uh, tactical RPG. And then, then I will say that one so that we do have we we do give it a fair. It's 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 fair. It's fair share. So Mario okay. plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Yeah, and, and that was that one also was supported very well um, by the developers. So, timeout, Octopath Whoa. Traveler. That that'll be mine. Octopath that, Traveler. Yeah, it, uh, we, we can't have this list without saying that. I mean, there you go. There you go. We yeah. we we could have that list without saying that. Just, <laughs> just saying. I fell out of love with the game. Okay. All right. All right. So go ahead and give the most obvious answer in the world. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I mean, how could you? <laughs> how could you not? I mean, it's just it's um. Uh, th- everything's perfect about the game. The music oh. is awesome. <laughs> whoa, 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 okay. What? what Hang on. What? Let's put on our ro- rose-tinted glasses here. I, I don't. They're not. They're they're dirty, but I mean, they're. Con- it's they're a great okay. game. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic <laughs> game. All right. Uh, aside from the the sluggishness that uh, only Phil has experienced, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the music is good. The combat. Once you get the feel of the combat, it is like like I've said it before. It's like a rhythm game. It really is. It feels it feels oh. awesome. Um, the characters are, are lovable. They're charming. Um, so it, it's funny. I put a, a billion hours into it. Buy it. Just buy it, please. Okay. I hope you're happy. All right. Now we're doing, uh, the, bu- bu- a port. Now this is any port non-exclusive. It doesn't matter. Right. But don't, don't, yeah. it can't be indie though. Okay. Yes, yeah, so mine was Eza Eight, and oh, yeah. um, that that's another one that took me by surprise. Um, before that, I haven't didn't have a bunch of experience with the Eze series, uh, but this one just blew me away. Characters are great, the story's great, music's fantastic. It looks like a PS2 game, but it's fun to play. So yeah. um, that that would be my choice. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to get into that game. Um, I just there, there's just been so many other games that keep popping up, but that game does really. I mean, if I ever come to a point where I'm I don't have anything to play, that would definitely be one that's that that would be on my list for sure of games yeah. to get. Yep, it's a good one. Yeah, Phil, what do you got? I You're mean, looking it up, you don't know, you don't know. Okay, so here's the other <laughs> thing: it's like. What's not indie, but I do have a couple. I do have a couple. Uh, one one would be uh, Monster Hunter. I think okay. if you're thinking like, what are you gonna get the best bang for your buck? I mean, you can't go wrong with a Monster Hunter. But then also, once again, bang for your don't, buck, Skyrim. There you go. You blew it. That was gonna be mine. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Skyrim, right? I mean, it's tried and true. It's on like everything. Right, it's on. It's on like Alexa. It's on your refrigerator. All yeah. Of it. Now, I mean, all all of this is good and fine. This list is good and fine until uh, Final Fantasy twelve, the Zodiac Age, comes out, and then that is the answer above all answers. I mean, if you want, it's confirmed that it's come out. You so you could you could use choose that as there. Choice. I mean, that that is the one. That's the one. I I hope it runs just as smooth as Xenoblade Chronicles two does. Yeah, I was about to say, what if the port sucks? <laughs> Don't you dare wish that on me. <laughs> Take those words out of your mouth. Uh, and then, not. Okay, and then final, an indie title, and it can be either a port or it can be not a port. 
so I was originally going to do Golf Story, but oh, I figured yes. I figured if you're going to play a sports RPG, you could just play Madden. So instead of that, I used. <laughs> he did that without even batting an eye. <laughs> that was great. Sorry, I had to. No, um, you didn't. You didn't have to. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Uh, but what I really did choose was Earthlock. Um, so that's that's made from a small indie company. Um, I don't think it got a lot of traction just because of the price and the fact that they rebranded it from a, a, basically the same game but a lot worse, and they didn't really change up the name of the game or anything like that, so there was a lot of confusion surrounding that. Um, but, I mean, as far as just like a classic turn-based rpg it's it's hard to beat that uh it's got a really unique art style music's real good so that's one i recommend for sure yeah all right so i feel feel like this is the category that the switch is really shining with uh so i do have a couple here my obvious choice even though i don't necessarily think it's a game for everyone it would be banner saga uh, I think that that is just an absolute piece of art on yeah, on the really switch. Uh, so there's that. But also, I mean, Golf Story was my other. Golf Story was my other. I, that was a huge surprise game for me. I, I thought that I would enjoy it, but I wound up l- loving it, loving it, loving it. Um, and then I also enjoyed uh, Super Gerald Deluxe this year. Um, oh, that was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and oh, there was one more, but it left me. So, Gio, take it away. Okay. Um, actually, going back to ports. Okay, I'm sorry. You you got it. You got Blossom it? Tales. Blossom Tales. And and, and uh, you're good. Yes. You're good. All right, cool. Yeah, Blossom Tales. I, I so I so need to get that on my uh, on my Switch. Um, but going back to ports, I totally missed out on this, and it, it actually just released was Dark Souls. I was able to play it. My brother in law has it, so I was able to play it at his house. And man, it, it really is good. Um, it's just as good as I remember. So uh, that also is. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not for everyone, and even he is having a lot of difficulty getting into the combat because it is it is so difficult. But it really is it, once you get that hang of it, it is it is so much fun. Um, but for indie. For me, um, I didn't get to play it on the Switch, but I did play it on on PC. It was Darkest Dungeon? Darkest Dungeon is, again, it's another difficult game. It does push back a little bit, but it really is a lot, a lot of fun. Um, another one is um, is Battle Chasers. I I put a lot of time in that. Uh, it has it has like you had mentioned, uh, Meatball, with the uh, with the art style. It has that comic book esque art style. It's a turn based uh, game. Uh, Airship Syndicate, I think, is the uh, developer. And um, yeah, I, I, that's that's definitely one I, I would uh, I would recommend. I I love that game. The music in it is is really good as well. Yeah. Um, and then one for an honorable mention, um, because it's in Meatball Subs' uh, top five favorite RPGs of all time. Um, Lost Sphere from Tokyo RPG Factory. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my absolute favorite. <laughs> Uh, I, I applaud myself for saying that with a straight face. Well, he said Madden with a straight face. Uh, nobody can do any better than, than, than Meatball Sub saying Madden with a straight face. That was fantastic. 
I appreciate that. I felt, I felt like he was sitting on that the whole episode, just like... <laughs> <laughs> I might have. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that actually brings us to the end of our side quest. That was a fun one. That was a great question. Yeah, you, need to, yeah. you need to come up with some more side quests for us. And this is going to bring us to the end of our show. Episode 28 of the Switch RPG Podcast in the books. Thank you so much for listening this far. And thank you to everyone who sent their questions and feedback from the last show. Keep them coming. Remember, you can hit up the switchrpg.com slash podcast. Send in that question form or you can contact us on discord at discord.switchrpg.com you can listen to this show each and every friday now on your favorite podcasting app or you can watch us on youtube if you like what you hear and see remember you can head over to patreon.com slash switchrpg and drop us a dollar or two but if not that's totally fine because you just being a part of the community offering your eyes and ears and Typing and all that good stuff is what we love. That's what matters to us. And remember, you can head over to switchrpg.com to find a full database of Switch RPGs. Until next time, I'm going to go convince Geo that Dragon Age Inquisition is a quality game. I didn't. It's a quality. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go play Madden, apparently. There you go. I literally probably will go play Madden. No, Mad Mad 19 is fantastic. Just you know what? Just throwing that out there, and it's it is an RPG. RPG. It is an RPG. RPG. I'm gonna fight you. No, it's not. No, it's not. It definitely is not. And Meatball, Goodbye. thank you so much for being on the show, everybody. Yes. Have a good yes, appreciate it. Bye. Later. Yeah.